0: episode of Juice of the Numbers, your statistics and sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joshua Tracy.
1: Uh, and I'm Corbin Elliott. We started recording the second that
0: call. I didn't hear anything. Wow, all right. So we're off to a good start then. Um, the opposite. This is the opposite of technical difficulties. This is technical successes. There we go. All right. That's well, new. anyway, we are here to talk about Uh, An update into our 2022-2021 NFL build Predictions. Now that the season is over, concluded, and we've successfully remembered that we did these at the beginning of the year, which is always a challenge for us. Uh, So, Corwin, are you ready to get started? I am. All right. Well, uh, I guess let's start with the awards, because that's where we usually start. So. Uh, what did you have first? MVP. MVP. All right. Uh, who'd you have?
1: I had Dak Prescott. I have Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott, and Tom Brady written here. Um, oh, you
0: you gave you gave halfway, you gave a midseason uh update to yours, if I recall correctly. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm just gonna stick with the main column. Uh, so Dak Prescott, he didn't win it. He didn't. Uh,
0: really
1: no conversation.
0: No, he did not. I have the top three here. He was not one of them. Yeah. Uh, I, I had Pat Mahomes, who also was not in the top three for M- NFL MVP voting. So yeah, neither one of us got this. The MVP was Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers got. of the vote. So, I mean, really ran away with it. 39 first place votes as compared to, um, I guess it's just votes. It's not first or second. It's not ranked. Uh, Tom Brady came in second with 10 votes and Cooper Cup came in third with one vote, which is really... uh, Well, now, do you think it should have been Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Because this is also part of the conversation of this. uh, Because it's interesting depending on how you value counting stats versus efficiency stats, because Tom Brady ate, uh, sorry, 1,200 more passing yards, 5,300 versus 4,100, uh, six more touchdowns, 43 versus Rogers is 37. He did have eight more interceptions, 12 to, to four, uh, but Tom Brady also had 180 more pass attempts. So in 180 more pass attempts, it, t- like it took him an extra 120 completions at about 10 yards per completion to pass Rogers, to uh, put that gap between him and Rogers in terms of uh, passing yards. And then the additional touchdowns, which would be uh, one touchdown every 20 passes uh, like, like do where, it depends on where you value that, I, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, does it say more about how the system that Brady was playing in was built around him that he had to pass so much that, that that was just how the Bucks were good? Or does it say that Rogers didn't have to do that because his team won, you know, 14 out of 17 other games and they did it with him still having a great season? You know, it's an interesting dynamic there. What do you think?
1: Uh, I feel like it comes down to when it's close, I'll go efficiency. If there's a big gap, I'll I'll go with you know the counting stats when it is clear that you know the whoever ended up with more was doing more overall. Um, I don't know. I think it really there's a there's too many variables to have it just be oh the most efficient quarterback wins the award or whoever has the most passing yards and touchdowns and best ratio to those is the MVP. Which is why I kind of think it should have been Cooper Cup because both of those quarterbacks were really good. I think Cooper Cup was far and away the best player that we saw, you know, dominating on offense this year. And I don't know. There's so many ways to look at it. If it's, you know, who is the single most valuable player to their individual team with the caveat of, you know, Oh, winning record or playoff team or just blowing away the competition and whatever. I don't know, but this year pick your poison.
0: I mean, we've talked about it every year. We've done this about how it is kind of pointless to have the MVP be the quarterback award because it's not the letters that's in MVP. Um, Because if we were to take quarterbacks out of the situation, it seems pretty clear that Cooper cup deserves this award, but would never be able to win it because he does not throw the ball. He catches the ball. And that is apparently his fault, Um, (laughs) which is why he'll never win this award. Um, how dare he? Really? It's an affront to all of us. Uh, for reference, if Rogers had the same number of pass attempts as Tom Brady, given Rodgers' 7.7 yards per attempt, that would put him at 5,400 passing yards, which would be uh, more than Brady at 5,300. Not trying to justify why Rogers won this award. Really, who gives a fuck? Um, but just to tack on to the efficiency versus counting stats conversation. So. Uh, the fact Rogers won neat who, who I don't, I don't care. Um, fuck you, Aaron Rogers. I'm, I'm glad your engagement ended. Eat a dick.
1: It was, it was very really creepy to begin friends. with
0: like Shailene Ooh. Woodley just stopped playing teenagers. So like, I couldn't even, and Rogers looks so much older than he is. So yeah. like that relationship just screamed to me, like child bride, even though I know she's like 30 at this point, it just, it's, Oh, it's so weird. You're marrying the teenager from Descendants. Stop it. (laughs) Anyway. uh, All right. So do you want to do offensive rookie of the year or offensive player of the year? Where do you want to go next?
1: Uh, My next one's offensive player of the year. Uh, I had Calvin Ridley. Uh, There's nothing to be said there. I'll pull up his stats just to uh, really put myself on blast. Um. Oh, boy. Let's look at these numbers. Get ready to get Just, uh, five games, 31 catches, 281 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, not much. Himself
1: halfway through the season was like, I'm coming back next year. See you guys later.
0: It's not it's not much worse than I did. Um, wait, hold on. Where am I? Did I do it to myself again? Which year is this? Oh, oh, I wait. All right, hold on. I was in the wrong year. Damn it. Again. I did it again. I caught it early again. this time. I caught again. it early. I caught it early this time. Fuck, I hate myself.
1: Um who, who was your pick from last year?
0: <laughs> my pick from last year was was uh, Patrick Mahomes. Got it. My pick from this year was actually Aaron Rodgers. So I actually got this one right. Here. I was going to say for offensive player of the year, I had like Deandre Hopkins and he didn't play very much. And then I was looking around and I had rookie of the year as CD lamb. And I was like, Oh, he's not a rookie. <laughs> That's a catastrophic mistake.
1: How are you so consistent with not knowing what year it is,
0: dude. And I even had the year listed on the, the right one. I just didn't look at, I hate myself, man, whatever. Um, I hate you too. <laughs> we all should. I'm not a good guy. Uh, all right. So I had, I had, Oh, man, and I just misspelled Christian McCaffrey's name in the searches. I Christian McCaffrey here. Um, He played seven games. (laughs) He wasn't winning this award. Uh, The winner of this award was Cooper Cup, which I never would have picked him. And that's not to say he wasn't a good player before this outrageously good year, but he definitely wasn't top of mind when I considered, like, top three skill position players in the NFL um, like he literally this season had a thousand more yards than last season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not twice as many yards as last season. It's more than that. It was a thousand more yards than last season. He had 13 more touchdowns this season than he did last season. It's
1: not like he had like a super shitty season where he had like, oh, he had like 400 yards last year, you yeah. know? rookie year didn't play that many games it's like no he he almost hit a thousand yards and a hundred receptions he yeah an, an unreal season. like oh
0: yeah yeah he had a great year his catch percent was his career best last year and and, and, and then he improved I, in I, that too yeah i know uh, it's absolutely ridiculous um so yeah, no, I don't think anyone would have the, the odds on him winning would have probably been colossal. So yeah, neither one of us get this defensive player of the year. Who'd you have?
1: Uh, I had T.J. Watt.
0: What a surprise! Yeah, uh, I had I had Miles Garrett. That didn't go well. Um,
1: close, but no cigar.
0: Not even close. It wasn't top three. The top three was really? the third was Aaron Donald, who only got. Oh, I should say uh, Cooper cup was first for offensive player of the year. You got, he only got 35 out of 40 votes, which honestly, or sorry, 35 out of 50 votes, which honestly seems ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. Who um, else would you put? So nobody, yeah, honestly, this should have been fucking unanimous. Five jackasses picked Brady and Rogers, three votes for Brady, two for Rogers, which like, go fuck yourself. They're, you know, one of them was taking home MVP. And then really? 10 people voted for Jonathan Taylor. Which is an interesting second Which I place. Can I, mean,
1: I, I can see. To some extent, not,
0: I am not, not compared to it. Cooper
1: Cup, but it's that's my issue. You had yeah. a really great year,
0: right? If Cooper Cup wasn't here, and it's like I totally get it, but this really should have been unanimous for me. Not that it Matt matters at the Taylor end of the day. At eighteen
1: hundred rushing yards, eighteen touchdowns, you know, uh, three hundred and sixty receiving yards, another two touchdowns there. Twenty touchdowns, over two thousand yards. That's a really great season. Cooper Cup just happened to do that as a guy who gets the ball half as much.
0: With less significantly less, much. with significantly less control over his situation than a running back does. Yeah, uh, I mean, you have to rely on the quarterback being moderately decent, and trust yeah. for for at least like sixteen teams. That's hard.
1: Yeah, ask Kelvin Johnson how that
0: went. Oof. Sorry, buddy. But anyway, so uh, Aaron Donald for Defensive Player of the Year finished third with three votes. Micah Parsons of the Dallas Cowboys finished second with five votes and then overwhelmingly in an award that probably also should have been unanimous, uh, T.J. Watt, Corwin's pick for the Steelers, did in fact take home Defensive Player of the Year. Maybe I'm being harsh with my these-should-be-unanimous-things But these two really feel like they should. I don't get the argument to be made for voting for anybody other than these two guys for these awards. I get the conversation around theoretically who would finish second, but it feels like I don't know how you get handed a ballot for these two guys, for these two categories, and seriously pick outside of ranked choice voting like they do in MLB. I don't get how you actually jot down anybody's name but these two dudes. Mm-hmm. You want to wax poetic about TJ Watt for, for a second.
1: It's there's nothing to be said that I haven't waxed poetically about it before. But wax away, too. buddy. He's, he's an unbelievable treasure. He's um, a sexy Midwest guy. guy. <laughs> Midwest sexy guy. Unbelievable motor. Just a lunch pail kind of player. Just,
0: uh, you know. Oh, he is white. That's right. For I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what more do you want? I was going to say, like, ah, it's a white man. Oh, right, right, right. TJ Watt. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I forgot who we were talking he about was. for a second. Yeah. Say what you will about the man. Say what you will about, oh, Miles Garrett's a better athlete, or Aaron Donald gets does just as much with, you know, three times as many double teams, triple teams, whatever. The man tied. I once saw Aaron cracker. Donald get
0: a sack with all 11 guys trying to tackle him. <laughs> Fuck off. I, was, I once saw,
1: with 14
0: I once saw Aaron Donald 2-0. get a sack with a 12th guy on top of him. The coach came off of the sideline. Aaron Donald still got the sack. I'm just saying.
1: I mean, look, if there are anyone that you would want to see in a dark alley at night less than Aaron Donald, Absolutely not.
0: Like, is that because black? If I had.
1: <laughs> God damn it. Uh, is there anyone else I'd want to start a team around defensively more? No. Fuck, man. TJ Watt's been my guy since the draft, and, and I'll hold that in my heart.
0: He plays for your team. Like, like it's hard he not to have, have that guy in yeah. your heart. Yeah, I got it. All right. So that brings. So I. We have gone back and forth about whether or not offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year awards exist, and Pro Football Reference d- does categorize them. It does, yes. so I have them both here. So for and actually, so
1: does uh, so does the NFL website.
0: All right, good. So we're not insane. So for uh, offensive well, rookie of the year, who did you have?
1: I had Mac Jones. Smack Jones at the beginning
0: of the year or halfway through? Uh,
1: at the beginning of the year.
0: Interesting. He did finish second. He Mm -hmm. uh, he got five votes for finishing second. The third-place finisher was Creed Humphrey of Kansas City, and the fourth-place vote-getter was Rashawn Slater of the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Creed Humphrey uh, is an offensive lineman, as is uh, Rashawn Slater, who plays a tackle. The winner, however, was Jamar Chase, overwhelmingly 42 votes it's an 84 percent vote share um he had 1400 yards on the season 13 touchdowns uh, and played all 17 games and did played a huge part in bringing his team to the playoffs and ultimately the super bowl so more than deserving yeah uh i mean quit looking at your girlfriend and look at me bitch no
1: she's prettier than you uh,
0: impossible
1: going from a guy <laughs> everyone loves it.
0: frumpy Jewish men, <laughs>
1: okay. George Costanza, fucking the- drape yourself in velvet, and then we'll talk.
0: To be draped in velvet,
1: anyway. Yeah, but I mean, going from uh, not being able to catch pass in the preseason and, and being a complete bust to winning offensive rookie of the year, it's a pretty good uh, pretty good job.
0: Yeah. Oops. Um. Yeah. I. I had. Oh, I didn't say you. You. Oh, sorry. You had Mac Jones. I had Zach Wilson, which I. I didn't say. He. Mm. He missed a bunch of time, and even if he didn't, wouldn't have won this award. So, mm. yeah. That's uh, putting in the Jets bias there. The uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year. We have our first unanimous award here. Corwin, who did you have? Micah Parsons, baby. I Josh also had Micah Parsons, and. All 50 vote voters uh, also had Micah Parsons. So everyone had Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons won the award. Uh, He played in 16 of his team's 17 games, had 64 solo sacks, 20 assisted sacks. 64, 64, 64 64 solo solo tackles, 20 assisted tackles and 13 sacks. His 64 sacks would be good for almost triple the NFL (laughs) record also set this year. Or tie the No, yeah, tied this year by T.J. Watt. Yeah. Um, so, fuck me in the ass. But, anyway. Uh, yeah, shout out to Michael Parsons. You made the Dallas Cowboys good. <laughs>
1: you yeah, did. Um, I love that, man.
0: He's All right. Uh, comeback player of the year is the next thing I have here. Who did you have, Corwin? Well,
1: I picked that Kresk for MVP. It would only make sense that I picked him for comeback player of the year.
0: I, as well, picked Dak Prescott for Comeback Player of the Year, and it very nearly came true for us. He did get 42% of the vote share. Uh, Derwin James finishing third with one single vote for 2%. But Joe Burrow stormed his team into the playoffs with uh, 4,600 yards, 34 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions. A very similar stat line to Dak Prescott. um, But Regardless, the voters just love that Cincinnati white boy, and uh, had to go had to go with good looking Joe.
1: I know this was voted on before the playoffs started. Um, I imagine this would be near unanimous if this was voted on after the Super Bowl. I, I yeah, it's on.
0: probably fair. I think uh, I think that's fair. All right, uh, that brings us to Coach of the Year. I don't really care about this one, so I just threw down the name of my team's coach, which was Bobby Salads. Um, Corwin, who'd you have? And
1: my team's coach as well, Mike Tomlin. Uh,
0: yeah, so neither one of those guys finished top five. Top five in order of fifth to first was Bill Belichick with one vote, Zach Taylor of the, of the Bengals with two votes, Rich Bisakia. Bisaccia. I'm not really sure. Of the Raiders so, yeah. with three votes, which is interesting because he his term was just interim, but still. Matt LaFleur of the Green Bay Packers with eight votes. And then the winner with the overwhelming majority of the votes is Mike Vrabel of the Tennessee Titans, 36 votes. Which uh sure.
1: I probably would have voted for Rich Biasi. He, fuck, I just corrected you and now I can't even say it myself. So I'm just gonna stop talking. Was so
0: that right? Yeah, nice.
1: that's right.
0: Fuck you, Italians.
1: um, but at the end of the day, it probably should have been uh, Brian Flores and I mean, bring that team around almost brought him to the playoffs. Yeah, it's yeah. fascinating
0: that Brian Flores here doesn't finish top five because how do you win seven straight games and not finish top five? I know he also lost seven straight games, which is hilarious, but I mean, but like that team sucks hot dick, so who cares? I think that's
1: all the more reason to say seven in a row is a yeah. major coaching achievement it's if not it went like the- it's the it's not like it's the packers with you know matt lafleur going seven and all, and It's like oh well it's the fucking packers they're expected to win 13 14 games any given year they should win seven in a row it's like all right you started one in seven their season's over they're fighting for the first overall pick oh let's knock off seven in a row and start ourselves a nice little playoff run
0: yeah and honestly it's 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 impressive because it started with the seven straight losses. Right. If it started with the seven straight wins and then was the seven straight losses you go, "Oh no." Ugh. They started off uh 7 and 0 and were like winning the division and now they are not in the playoffs. <laughs> but instead it went the other way around which is they're going to finish worse than the Jets, and then finish with twice as many wins as the Jets, and almost made the playoffs. Also interesting to note that the uh, Super Bowl winning head coaches on here, which feels like a pretty rare occurrence. I, I'm 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 not going to start like looking back very far, but I can't imagine there's too many years in which the coach who literally won the Super Bowl this year. Did not finish top five in uh, voting. Actually, last, so last year Andy Reid did get votes, but he finished seventh. Uh, oh, he lost the Super Bowl. No, yeah, no, the Super Bowl winner isn't here either for twenty twenty. All right, twenty nineteen. When was the last time it actually happened then? Super Is Bowl you, winning coach. Win Super Bowl nope. last year. Uh, it was the the not Chiefs? It was the it was the Bucks. The Bucks won it at
1: home. Oh right, Tom Brady. <laughs> Well, why would I think the Bucks and it's just Tom Brady winning? Oh, of course.
0: Uh, all right. So it didn't happen in 2019. Let's go back to 2018. Voter fatigue? Didn't happen in 2018. When was the last time the guy who won the Super Bowl finished top five in MVP? In, uh, okay. Uh, wow. Harbaugh wow. with the
1: Ravens. Nope. Will be my guess.
0: Nope. What a weird one. <laughs> 2017, uh, Doug Peterson of the Philadelphia Eagles finished fifth in coach of the year voting in the same year his team won the Super Bowl.
1: But when was the last time he won it and finished? Oh, and and won the Super
0: Bowl. Won coach of the year and the Super Bowl? Yeah. Uh, Ooh, Belichick was close in 2016. He finished second behind Jason Garrett? Oh, my God. fuck off. I... This, this is before we started the podcast, which is the only time I started paying attention to these awards. But the fact that Jason Garrett won Coach of the Year one year is hilarious.
1: This this is the reason why this award should not be taken seriously. No,
0: oh uh, man, we're going back a ways. I'm in. I'm about to go into 2013. I don't see this happening yet. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure it's going to happen for us, bud. That's one. But Bruce Arians won it one year. Wait. Bruce Arians 2013? won it 13. Yeah, in 2012, but it says here he didn't coach any games.
1: Um, I don't
0: I don't understand.
1: That can't be because that's when he uh he was with the Cardinals.
0: No, nope, uh would have been when he was with the Colts. Oh, an that's offensive coordinator. He took a- he took over
1: for um, Chuck Pagano when he got leukemia.
0: Yeah, but what's weird about the the, the display page for the uh, awards is that it doesn't have any games, wins, losses, nothing like it does for the rest of the head coaches. Yes. I, Wait,
1: so I Chuck Pagano
0: is also... Uh, Chuck Pagano finished second. So they put Chuck Pagano... So they put all the Colt stats under Chuck Pagano...
1: That's one of those years what with an f- asterisk because it's such a, a weird predicament that, like, yeah, uh,
0: it's uh, yeah. I'm not yeah. I'm not going to put any more energy into that. I, I'm back to 2010 at this point, and I'm not sure it's. I don't we think it's to- ever happened in, in in United States history.
1: <laughs> we just need to move on. We'll yeah. be digging through this forever.
0: So that's all the awards then, uh, right? Am I missing anything?
1: Um, I had the Super Bowl matchup and the worst record on here.
0: Right. But I was talking about had, the awards. Yeah.
1: Awards. yeah that's okay. all, of them.
0: all right. Um, Chiefs
1: versus bucks.
0: Ah, that was, that was, that was close to happening. It was very yeah. close to happening.
1: Just kind of laugh from the peanut gallery at that, uh, that prediction.
0: Uh, no. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, no more talking to me. Yeah. No, my, uh, my prediction was, was much worse based on how it, uh, shook out. Um, I I had uh, I had Browns Colts no Browns Cowboys sorry Browns Cowboys I went dark horse for that uh, boy if we uh, AFL. if we
1: told somebody five years ah. ago that the prediction would be Browns Cowboys you would have been laughed at historically two thousand three
0: two thousand three so Bill welcome. Belichick won the Super Bowl and Coach of the Year it hasn't happened since. 2003 Also Yo this top four is hilarious Okay Bill Belichick won it Marvin Lewis Finished second with the Bengals Then Bill Parcells With the Cowboys which I Was unaware he coached the Cowboys At any point in his tenure And then Andy Reid with the Eagles That's a list that is a list. That is certainly a list. Yeah,
1: I'm honestly amazed. Two guys from 2003 are still coaching at a high level. That's like Marvin Lewis and Bill
0: Parsons. Oh no, Marvin Lewis players. is still in the NFL. Never mind. Yeah. I, I in my heart, he still is. Too sure. Yeah. Uh yeah, Browns uh, didn't make the playoffs, and uh, Cowboys got bounced in the first round. So yeah, mine mine was bad. Who'd you have for worst record?
1: The Texans.
0: Um. Who had the worst record? It was Uh, the Jags. Detroit. Oh, it is the Jags. My bad. Yeah, that tie fucked up Detroit. Yep. Uh, I, I had the Colts who almost made the playoffs. So I was way off on both of these. The Colts had a winning season this year. So yeah, not the worst. Record.
1: They tried their hardest to knock out the playoffs. So they gave you that.
0: All right. So we're getting to bold predictions.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, you went first of the wars. Do you want to keep going first for the bold predictions? Or do you want me to go first?
1: Uh, I'll go first. I got it up. Tom Brady finishes top three in passing yards, touchdowns, and leads the Bucs to the best record in the NFC because why the fuck not? So close. Uh, Tom Brady led the NFL in passing yards with 5,316, 300 more than Justin Herbert. He led the NFL in passing touchdowns with 43 ahead of Matt Stafford's uh, 41. And believe it or not, he had the best record tied with the Packers in the NFC. Was he the one seed? Uh, he was not the one seed, but that wasn't my prediction. I said the best record. The one seed is the best record, given yeah, tiebreakers. The one seed, yeah, there's no tiebreakers with record. There's
0: no tie-breaker, tiebreakers are <laughs> saying the best? That's literally what tiebreakers are there for. The best record
1: is a numerical value. He got the best record. 13-4 and is best as anyone did that entire season.
0: No, because the Packers did better. <laughs> they didn't based do on, better. Based on advanced metrics.
1: Advanced metrics. Okay. Hey, Josh, <laughs> I'm saying I got this one right, and there's nothing you can do to stop me.
0: I mean, that's true. There's nothing I can do to stop you. <laughs> I cannot take this to arbitration.
1: How often do we get these right? Any at all. So yeah, Uh this.
0: Yeah, you should take it. Which brings us to my next one, <laughs> my first one, which is Jameis Winston retains his volume production while cutting his turnovers in half, finished finishing top five in MVP voting. I read out the MVP voting. Jameis Winston's name, nowhere to be found. Um, he, he did cut his
1: interceptions.
0: He, he cut his interceptions by 90%. Uh, he had 30 interceptions last year. He only had three this year, and honestly, if actually if we're being straight, he pretty much did keep his volume intact at least in terms of this because he also had 14 touchdowns this year, 33 mm-hmm. last year. But he only played in seven games. So if you double right. these stats, that would have put him at 28 touchdowns and six interceptions, which I think I get right on that on that front. But uh, I think you only, should only playing seven games though isn't gonna isn't gonna cut it. He only had 1,100 yards this season which is not great. Uh, it was a pretty good year for him in terms of yards per completion. It was the best yards uh, adjusted yards per attempt of his entire career, but it was really low yards per game. So he was very, very efficient with them, but there wasn't a lot of them. Um, I blame the system that that was built around for him. Cause he never really got to find a groove. It wasn't his team the whole way through the season as the saints divvied up quarterback responsibilities and all that type of shit. Um, but Regardless, it did not come true. So, no dice. Do
1: you think he stays in New Orleans?
0: Oh, that's going to so depend on whoever gets brought in to discuss, uh, to replace Sean Payton, which I also realized we never discussed the fact he's retiring. Um, Sean Payton retired. Yeah, get over it, bitch. I say, bitch, to you. Yeah, Uh, he is going to be the, the, uh, the the king of the voodoo king of queens, the what's the 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 king of the uh, the king of gumbo, the shrimp master general. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I'll I'll say I'll say yes because what's the saints other options at this point? They could probably get. Uh, you're muted by the way. Uh, you could probably get Taysom uh, Hill. Fucking God damn it. Eat need a, uh, meet yourself again. I don't want to hear this. Okay. This is officially a Taysom Hill slander podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I would, I would think that they retain him. I don't know what else they would do.
1: I muted myself.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, all right. All right what's, what's the next one?
1: Davis mills starts more games in Houston than Deshaun Watson. This seemed like a bold prediction. Uh, nearly a year ago Um, looking back it it's very vanilla but uh, Jason
0: no this was vanilla when you said it because I remember giving you shit saying that there's a good chance Deshaun Watson doesn't play any games this season which he didn't
1: I was very hung up on the fact that the NFL doesn't give a shit about off-field issues unless it's involving drugs and that they would have swept that under the rug almost but you
0: also forgot that this man is black Oh, which the right, NFL takes right, 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 very right, right. seriously.
1: You know, I heard quarterback instantly thought quarterback white, of course, and just assumed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You can never, the NFL will never, never let that slide. Uh, yeah. My, my next one, which uh, is a funny one, uh, because it's, it's wrong in a couple of ways. Jimmy Garoppolo turns into a stud still gets benched for Trey Lance. So this is wrong twice. (laughs) And the conversation Corden and I had about it in the offseason was essentially Trey Lance seems like a really good prospect for the Niners. They traded up aggressively to get him, which (laughs) means that they must see him as the future, in addition to the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo has not been playing well and kind of directly cost him the Super Bowl. And all that to say, they will try to perhaps for everyone's best interest, script the entrance of Trey Lance into the starting team.
1: and Which is how we've seen other teams do it year after year.
0: Right. It's not uh, uncommon in in the modern-day approach of developing quarterbacks. And so the bold prediction here wasn't really that Trey Lance was going to start for Jimmy Garoppolo, because we kind of assumed that would happen. That was actually more of the given part of this. The bold prediction was that Jimmy Garoppolo balls out and San Francisco makes the tough decision to still bench him and start Trey Lance. And not only did they never start Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't even play well this season. Oh, actually, I shouldn't say he didn't play well. He didn't play up to the capacity they needed him to. He saw it a pretty decent year. He had 3,800 yards, 20 touchdowns had the best yards per completion in the entirety of the NFL this season. Um, but he also had 12 interceptions, which is a lot. Uh, he uh, he had the um, fucking, I lost my own train of thought. Oh, he had a, 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 a 53.3 QBR, which was the second worst of his career. Uh, his quarterback rating of 98.7 is decent, but is lower than maybe his yards would suggest because he also made a lot of bad throws and and threw a lot of untimely interceptions, a lot of untimely incompletions, and didn't carry his team in any real way when they needed him to. So the yards kind of protects the fact that this was an underwhelming year from the guy who probably should have gotten benched for Trey Lance. It's kind of weird. So everyone's wrong. I'm wrong twice and the Niners are wrong once.
1: You being wrong twice is all I care about. I know. I'm excited for trade lines next year. I'm excited for Jimmy Garoppolo to go to a team and do nothing.
0: All right, give it to me. Give me your next one.
1: Give it to me. The Texans lose every game that isn't started by Deshaun Watson, which I amended (laughs) because we did this after week one in which they won. Uh, The Texans will be cursed by Jacksonville. How it happened last year, and will lose 15 straight games after winning week one. Uh, this was looking really good for about seven weeks, eight weeks, and then they beat Tennessee, who was the number one seed in the AFC this year. Uh, then they beat the Jaguars and the Chargers, um, finished with four wins, which I don't, I don't get that. Uh, they did lose to the jets though so there is some positives here
0: yeah so sort do of the bengal's and titans baby default afc champions right here circle of champions uh, uh yeah my next one sucks too i had oh fuck sorry i had the at minnesota becomes a basement dweller and kirk cousins gets benched cuz he sucks hot dicks didn't happen. Minnesota finished second in their division. Grant with a losing record because the division is bad, but still eight wins is, is nothing to really sneeze at, especially when um, my team had four, uh, but, and also Kirk Cousins had a pretty good year. <laughs> Kirk Cousins year. Uh, he had 4,200 passing yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions for a season quarterback rating of one Oh, three point one. Um, He had a good, he had a really good year. Mm -hmm. I was not right. (laughs) No. He also did not get Uh, benched. I should say that.
1: (laughs) Super wrong. Uh, My next one, Trevor Lawrence finishes the year as the worst rookie quarterback in passing yards a game. He finished with 214.2 yards per game. Uh, let's see who was drafted. Who was Zach Wilson? Trevor Lawrence. Ah, oh, gotcha. Zach Wilson finished with 179 per game in 13 games started. Uh, Trey Lance finished with 100.5 in two games started. Uh, Mac Jones finished with 223.6. And Justin Fields finished with 155.8. So the second best. Uh, not a great look. Granted, he was the only one, well, he was one of three that started essentially all season long. Um, even that being said, he still finished second highest. Not a great season from uh, T. 12 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. That's just not going to get it done. Under 60% completion. That's tough. That's tough.
0: I guess you got to go yeah. fuck yourself. I will. Uh yeah, my next one's uh it's a yearly, it's a it's it's a it's a perennial bull prediction of mine that I will no longer be able to make, which is that Tampa Bay falls apart at the seams starting with Tom Brady. Tom Brady finished second for MVP. <laughs> <laughs> and the Bucs almost went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. The Bucks were like a field goal away from the Super Bowl. So yeah, it didn't happen.
1: <laughs> no, it didn't.
0: <sighs> but hey, I don't have to. I can you clear never up a have space. To say it again. I can, yeah, I can clear up a space. It finally happened, man. That the bad man is gone. All right, give me your next one.
1: Uh, three teams from the NFC West make the playoffs. The 49ers go from worst to first. The 49ers finish the season 10 and 7. Good for third best in the NFC West. But
0: all from worst to
1: thirst, worst to thirst, but all three teams outside the Seahawks made the playoffs. So, if we're giving out points, I'd get a half. No, you wouldn't. Not, so, I get nothing.
0: Yeah, dumb bitch. Um, I had, and this one might be right, depending on how we want to classify things. Love uh, that. The Raiders make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. On the back of the weirdly good Derek Carr season. And the Raiders, in week 18 drama, made the playoffs. Now, I would also have to say... I'm going to stop you there. I think you deserve this. Of the... Of a weirdly good Derek Carr season, and we Derek said before Carr this, had a very very good season. We said before the season, Derek Carr has been weirdly good his entire career, and a little bit maybe underappreciated. After three straight seasons of four thousand yard passing yard seasons, he topped that with forty eight hundred yards this season, twenty three touchdowns, fourteen interceptions, which is you know not great, but I mean he threw for almost three hundred yards per game, and yeah. really was a huge part. Of why the Raiders made the playoffs. So, hey, where'd you go, me?
1: It's a real guess that you did. Now we can stop. That's wildly bold.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, Your next one on me.
1: The Ravens finished the season third in the AFC North, missed the playoffs, and are within two games of 500.
0: Um, This one's basically right.
1: This one, this one's even better than even I could predict. They finished dead last, and we're eight and nine, which is by all means within two games of five hundred.
0: Almost uh, as close as you can get. Yeah, that,
1: I, I'm very happy with this. I can't really give it to myself because I thought the Browns. Actually, I don't remember. I think I thought the Bengals were going to finish last. Well, that was a bad prediction there um but hey fuck the ravens man how about that
0: fuck them dude (laughs) yeah my my next one is also uh it was bold when i made it fuck them, dude let's go bowling
1: uh what he says about jesus that's i don't know why i thought of this even though it's a fucking eight-year-olds dude fucking eight-year-olds dude love that not eight-year-olds but that movie
0: (laughs) thank you for clarifying (laughs) Uh, My next one was the boldest prediction on my spreadsheet, which is why it didn't come true. And that was that the Cowboys go to a conference championship game. They did not make it out of wild card weekend.
1: Um, I forgot that. They lost to the Niners. My my 10th prediction was also the Cowboys make it to the conference championship game. (laughs) Yeah, not good. Uh, No, very bad. Very bad. Um, I guess I'll move on to my next one. Uh, Mark Ingram outproduces every single Ravens running back. He finished the season uh, for two different teams, Houston and new Orleans with 160 carries, 554 yards and two touchdowns good for three and a half yards per attempt. The top running back not named Lamar Jackson for the Baltimore Ravens, had 133 carries for 576 yards and five touchdowns, good for 4.3 yards per attempt. So just barely beating out Mark Ingram in his diminished role. That would have been uh, a lot more more spicy of a comparison four years ago, five years ago, but is what it is.
0: Classic Corwin Duller Dilemma. Day late and dollar short. Amen. Uh, my next one, I think, should come true or should, should count. Um, you can you can quibble with it if you'd like. But the Rams finally look like the team they are on paper and win their division with ease. Now, they did only win their division by a single game, but they were the most consistent of all the teams in this division after the Cardinals uh, second half struggles. And I would say that because of that, they did win their, their division with relative ease. And, you know, the superb owl.
1: The superb owl. I'm going to be honest. I was looking at my next prediction. I didn't even hear what the fuck you said.
0: It doesn't matter. I got it right. That's all that matters. What was it? What was it? It was that the the Rams finally look like the team they are on paper and win their division with ease.
1: Hey, you got that one right for sure.
0: I got my next one right, too. Uh, I'm excited. Nice. Go ahead. Uh,
1: My next one, Najee Harris outrushes Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, and Alvin Kamara. Yeah, rushed every single one of those motherfuckers. He finished behind only Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, and Joe Mixon. Um, He was only five yards behind Joe Mixon, which I'm a little salty about. But at the end of the day... Twelve hundred rushing yards was good enough for her fourth best. It just helped that every single one of those guys got hurt or just sucked in the case of Ezekiel Elliott. Um, it's not a happy win, but it's a win. I'll take it.
0: Uh, mine is it was it was a, a relatively bold prediction. Again, at the time it happened, and it was a, the it it says it is the once in a decade turn that the Bengals win their division. Holy shit And it was right Holy shit That's a good prediction Yeah Yeah They won their division And then more games after that
1: <laughs> Shit Josh yeah. You're a time traveler
0: I, How many is I that say? for you now? Two three, three Three bold predictions correct This is a new record Look I at think. us
1: We both got three right so far this <laughs> is, Look at us This is unreal We did it Look at us Look at us. My number nine. Uh, the Cowboys flipped their record from 2020, win the division, and make the playoffs. Uh, the Cowboys' 2020 record was 10-6, and six, meaning they had to win at least uh, nine, 10 games. Um, they won twelve, so they flipped their record. They won their division uh, and made the playoffs. But... Um, Oh, wait, what is, I had another piece here. Mike McCarthy doesn't win coach of the year because everyone knows it's not because of McCarthy. That's also true. Hey, look at that.
0: Look at you go, big guy. I don't guy. think,
1: I don't think that's that bold of a prediction. Looking back. Yeah, the Cowboys suck last year, but like.
0: Yeah, I don't think this is a very bold prediction either. But I forget if I chastised you in the Imagine moment you for did. it or not. Yeah. Yeah, I probably did. Yeah, especially because I must have, because I picked them to to be in the Super Bowl, so I must have chastised yeah. you for this.
1: Yeah.
0: Whatever. Um. All right, I. <laughs> uh, uh, my next prediction was so not true. <laughs> Texans have a massive bounce back season, even though it seems like nothing much has changed. Yeah, they won four games this year, which, granted, nothing much has changed, <laughs> is more than I would have thought if we're being honest here. But that's yeah. not a bounce back season.
1: Way more than I thought they were going to get.
0: Yeah, by four.
1: Yeah. Um. I already said my number ten. Cowboys make it to the conference championship for the first time since nineteen ninety five Super Bowl. Uh, They didn't. They didn't do that.
0: We discussed that. That's true. All right. I'm just. I'm trying to pick out the stats for my um my next one because I can't do career. I need to cherry pick this a little bit. Um. All right. Let's uh. Ooh, I gotta go doing it. So my my next bull prediction, my last bull prediction, yeah, was that Jared Goff becomes Matt Stafford by only collecting any meaningful stats in blowout losses in the fourth quarter. So I did not watch any Detroit Lions games this year because honestly, why would I? Why in
1: the world would you watch the Detroit so Lions unless you have to?
0: Here's how we're going to determine this: Jared Goff had uh, two fourth quarter comebacks, uh, and two game winning drives. I'm going to assume that those are the same games. Uh, Matt Stafford. All right. Let's compare that then to Matt Stafford's 29. Nah, but he only played eight games in 2019. All right. We'll compare it to Matt Stafford's 2018 season where he had zero fourth quarter comebacks and eight game uh, and one game winning drive. All right. Uh, Cause I want to, I want to make sure that we're, we're it, Examining this split as accurately as we can to parse out if we, if I can take credit for this one or not. Um, okay. Cause if we, we are nothing on this podcast, if not just and right in accordance with the law uh, that we ourselves create. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ooh, is it weird or not that in 2018, the lions had no overtime games. Not weird no overtime game not one in overtime
1: did yeah, not no, play in think, overtime I don't think it's that weird if you're not a good team I don't think you're going to tie many of them
0: did the Jets play? Right, hold on I, I know this is a, a tangent on a, a different tangent. I've already forgotten what your prediction was for that's Lions. okay it'll make it feel special all over again when I, when I prove that I was right did the Jets play in, in overtime because they're bad Hold on, folks. We're doing important. I know work. the
1: Steelers did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh now it's disgusting and I hate it. The Jets? Jets played an OT. Weird. It doesn't matter. All right. So uh in 2018, Matt Stafford's fourth quarter had a hundred 20 more yards than his next best quarter. He had uh, four more. He had nine touchdowns. I'll put this way. He had 1,050, 1,069 yards in the fourth quarter, just more than any other quarter. Nine touchdowns, more than any other quarter. Uh, Five interceptions, also more than any other quarter. An 89.8 quarterback rating, second best, 12 sacks, which is... Second most. Uh, what else? Anything interesting here? More, more completions than any other quarter. This year, Jared Goff in the fourth quarter had 1,131 yards, which is over 200 more yards than any other quarter. Ooh, three touchdowns, which is the tie for the fewest of any quarter he played in this year. Uh, 118 completions, 20 more than his next best quarter, nine sacks, second most, uh, and a quarterback rating of 76.9, the worst of all the quarters he played in. So this is an interesting, I'll toss it over to you to make a judgment on this. It's interesting because his volume stats, really, I guess only yards and completions, and well, therefore attempts are bigger than any other quarter. But in terms of how he Played in terms, you know, with uh touchdowns being low, interceptions being high. Not good. I didn't I actually didn't mention the interceptions. He had five interceptions in the fourth quarter. He only had one in each other quarter. First quarter, one interception. Second quarter, one interception. Third quarter, one interception. Fourth quarter, five. Hmm. So what do you think?
1: I still, I haven't heard what the prediction was yet.
0: <laughs> uh, that uh, Jared Goff becomes Matthew Stafford by only collecting any meaningful stats in blowout losses in the fourth quarter. Well, actually, meaningful doesn't mean good. <laughs> meaningful means that we care about them. And actually, having the most interceptions in the fourth quarter, that is a meaningful stat. Yeah. yeah. I'll give it to you. Four four oh man I'm like Juan we, Soto's batting average
1: we both got four but you earned four whereas I just kind of threw some down and you deserve the crown this year Josh I
0: thanks buddy I'm proud of you I think we should share let's let's take a I'll snap you off a piece of crown
1: <laughs> <laughs> just give me a little tiara to wear I'll be happy
0: break me off a piece of that exoskeleton
1: (laughs) break me off a piece of that
0: fancy beast all right man we made it through um so all together how many awards did you get right
1: two awards four predictions and two predictions that were close because i had two that were like just off by a little bit like i had Mm -hmm. three teams from the nfc but the 49ers didn't get first the ravens Missed the playoffs or within two games of 500, but finished fourth. Not no, the
0: awards. For some reason, I thought you had more of the awards. Uh, yeah. um, all right. No. So, hey, between the two, because I also got two awards and four bull predictions. We got 12 shits right this, this year. That's pretty good.
1: Definitely the best we've ever
0: done. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, well, uh,
1: let's come back next year with some absolute batshit crazy stuff. Yeah,
0: because yeah, th- that's the thing. Is, it, is It's like we, we've talked about this on the podcast before where it's like uh, no one will have a 100% completion percent, uh, not because you're going to inevitably uh, make some incomplete passes, which you would, but it also means that if you have too high of a completion percent, you maybe aren't taking enough risky throws to try to bolster uh, what your offense is capable of. I mean, if every single pass was a one-yard forward pass that's really just a lateral over to your running back, you could probably get a 100% completion percent. But it's like, that's not a good way of conducting your offense. You need to be able to stretch out what the quarterback is capable of. In much the same vein, if Cora and I start getting too many of our bold predictions right, maybe it means we're not being bold enough and need to up the the, crazy factor for next year. The
1: Cleveland Browns attempt 20 passes in every single game. It's like, You know know what we should do? Every team does that, except for the Patriots that one time.
0: You know what we should do next year? What? 15 bowl predictions, but each of us gets to veto five from the other guy. So only the craziest survive.
1: Okay, write this down so we don't forget
0: it. All right, but I'm going to put it in the wrong year. (laughs) Touche, good sir, Touche. All right, I got to jot it jotted down. I'll try to keep this in mind next time. All right, uh, outside of that, MLB is negotiating every day with the Players Association. There hasn't been a world of development that we can really talk about yet because it's only been like a day, but the meetings actually had a substantial relative to what they've been length and duration, so hopefully there's more news to talk about when we have to talk about, but going back and forth on figures isn't a very productive exercise for this podcast when it's yeah. marginal movement in either direction. So we'll save that one, for next time. If there's one thing Josh and I love talking about, it's length and duration. That's all we have, my friend. It's all we have. Uh, yeah, sorry. Right, we'll save everything. We'll, we'll, we'll save all of our good other additional banter for next episode when we talk about whatever there is to say. Uh, that's all we do. Um, so, yeah. Uh, if you want, in the meantime... If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do Sorry. so at JuicingPod. If you want to follow Corbin on Twitter, you can do so at Corwin Heller. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Joshua D. Tracy. If you'd like to send emails to the show, you can do so at juice the Numbers at gmail.com. And until Monday, y'all have a good one. Bye.